podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan and I'm joined today by Dave Watson. Hello, Dave. Hello. Well, it's been a big week since we were last on. Rafa, they, the gaffer, yeah. the gaffer. Well, they said he couldn't continue. They said he was out of his depth, but I am still hosting the pod in Ferguson's <laughs> absence. <laughs> but yeah. McLaren has gone and we... I think we both said quite a bit. There was no way we would get Rafa Benitez. Yeah, I think I think I actually laughed at the the fucking thought of you getting scoffed. Rafa. Yeah, I scoffed. You scoffed. There was derision. I can't, I genuinely can't believe it. It's the most exciting managerial appointment since, and I think we spoke about it in the pub before. But uh, since since Robson for me, because yeah. I've never been. Um, after after Keegan left because the board and he didn't get on, we employed Dalgleish, and that was yeah. You could understand the 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 reasoning behind that. Then we put in Hollett because Dalgleish wasn't working. Hollett comes in, promises sexy football, just come off the back of an FA Cup win. You go, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, doesn't work out under Hollett. In comes Robson, local boy, done good. Absolute gentleman, uh, a hero to many, a legend in the game. Love him to bits. He does fucking amazingly. And then it's Sunes, Rhoda, Allardyce. The beginning of the DM. Yeah, ever since. And, and I was a little bit excited when we employed Shearer because wouldn't it be great if he was as good a manager as he was a striker? Yeah. And he wasn't. But he wasn't a Champions League winning manager. I'd say even Robson, <laughs> it felt a little bit like he was in the autumn of his career. Benitez still feels like, even though he's been fired from Real Madrid, but what good manager I mean, yeah, has yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. It feels like we've got a manager in his prime who gets what the club is about. Yes, yeah, some, some of the quotes coming out of uh, Benitez already, like um, he thinks that uh, the Newcastle fans and the, the Scousers of Liverpool are very, very similar, they're, you know, they're working class. They, they, he says that you could, when he was, at, when he was uh, working at, at Liverpool, you could smell the football. And at Newcastle, mm-hmm. he says, you can already smell the football. It's ingrained in the people. We are, we are counting down the days till match day. And then match day is our fucking week. That is, he gets it already. And yeah. I'm, I'm in love with a big fat Spanish waiter. <laughs> I just, it's a holiday romance. It's I'm unreal. Gonna, yeah, I'm so happy about that appointment that I don't care that in nine games it's going to be over. It's just, it's a holiday romance. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to come home with like lots of photographs yeah. of me and him. In Regular listeners speedos. will know there are not many happy days on the Newcastle <laughs> We don't celebrate much. Yeah. And Friday was just bizarre. Because oh, even up until it was announced, I was like, this is some kind of prank. Yeah. We're not going to get him. It's unthinkable. Something's going to go awry. He's going to get into the room with Lee Charnley, and Lee yeah. Charnley's going to fuck it up somehow. Well, before we get into the Leicester game, let's talk about sort of the implications of him and his role at the club. Because Lee Charnley... It was weird in the build-up to the recruitment of Benitez because there was talk that Lee Charnley wasn't involved in recruiting. There was a yeah, sort there was of third-party yeah, intermediary. Yeah, I heard that. Which, what does this say about Lee Charnley? Because the other thing was Andros Townsend signing. I don't know if you remember, Mike Ashley had to step in to negotiate to get that deal over the line. I wonder if this summer could see Ashley sort of starting to realise Charnley. Well, yeah, if he has to keep... Employing people to do Charnley's job. I guarantee, I guarantee if we go down, Charnley's gone. 
guarantee it. Oh. And I will happily pay for the rest of the Newcastle Natter presenters to uh to to have a meal on me if 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 we go down it's on record charnley is gone because it's because ashley's trusted him with too much money too many options like too too much time and he's consistently got it wrong on every opportunity and like you're saying when it comes to the crunch he's had to get somebody else in to get the deal done so i wouldn't be surprised if john joe shelby had ha- was convinced by somebody else to yeah. join us. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because the, the stage that Swansea and Newcastle were at that time, um, John Joe Shelby could have stayed at Swansea, battled for his place, got a European, um, you know, the, got into the, the international side through playing for Swansea. Townsend didn't need to join us at all. Uh, he could have gone to a whole host of clubs. If Charnley can't get that done, and if the man that Charnley state his you know reputation on in the club McLaren is, who is McLaren. I just want to say again has gone because it feels really good to say <laughs> it <laughs> I, the, the weird thing is I kind of feel bad for McLaren in that it was it was like 80% of a good idea yeah, but Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people sympathising for him not having the control he should have had at the club. But no, what did he expect? Yeah, I was going to say, he, he knew what he was signing up for. This is the key difference as well. Benitez is manager. He's yeah. been unveiled as manager. It's a bit weird that he's on the board, as McLaren was, because that seems to have been a, a pointless exercise. Yeah. I, don't, but, I don't understand. Is that not just a, a way of trying to almost make the board as a, as a group to to be in effect a director of football do you know what i mean Perhaps. like as if, if as if the a, a committee is the director of football i guess the thing with benitez though he's very much about control mm. and i can't imagine him suffering a committee i think there's a big question to be asked about the future of graham carr yeah a, where do you see graham carr going I don't see him going anywhere. Mm. The quotes coming out from Benitez say uh, seems to be that he respects him. He sees him as a football man. He sees him as you know he he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. So he, Benitez seems happy to work alongside mm. Graham Carr. It's interesting that the the guys that got the short shrift were Steve Black, uh, Simpson, and uh, Schumacher or whatever his name is. And uh, Benny has brought in his new guys. I honestly couldn't tell you what their names are, but they've But seen... we immediately think they're brilliant. Oh, they're amazing. Because they're new and they've got continental <laughs> names. <laughs> so we think, oh, he, he sounds good. Yeah. Um, One of them used to be a lawyer, I think. Oh, that means... So you immediately... Oh, I mean, well, he's I mean, so did great Chris at Moore. coaching footballers. Yeah. But then it's interesting that he's kept um, Ian Cathro. The boy. The boy. The child. <laughs> but it, it, it says to me that... Cathro's rated. Yeah, I think he'd heard good things about him. Yeah, and it's really difficult because you don't know what... I mean, Cathro might have been saying, no, 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 we shouldn't be playing long balls up to Ayose Perez and McLaren saying, no, it might work this time. I don't know because we're not yeah, part of it. we don't know yeah. what So I don't know how good, but I, I, before... 
Like at the beginning of the season, uh, I'd heard good things about Ian Cathro. Throughout the season, I don't know if it, if what he's been doing has been taken on board yeah. or if he's had any impact. And now Benitez is is keeping on board at least until the end of the season. One would expect might mean that you know he might be something for the future. I don't yeah. know, but. With regards to Graham Carr, yeah, sorry, a lot of people seem to think this could spell the end of him, and he has been on a bad run of signings. But has I, he though? Well, I, I think some of the you look at the French wingers we've been signing as but, an example. Okay, but this is my point with Benitez. You look at a lot of the problems we've had in the transfer market. It's because we've not been able to attract Plan A, and we've mm. had to settle for worse players like Aubameyang before he was sort of. Yeah. the level he is now. He's even said recently in interviews, he could have made more money coming to Newcastle, but for football reasons, chose not to. Yeah, We're now, if we have Benitez, if we somehow stay up and have him, we're suddenly a club you'll come to for football reasons. Mm. There's an argument for with Benitez in place, suddenly plan A is achievable. For, yeah, certainly. We have the manager there to entice players that we've not had for a while. Yeah, certainly at a... At a a lower cost as well because if you if you were trying to entice let's use Aubameyang Ob- Ob- Yang, whatever his mm. name is use him as an example to convince him to come to Newcastle you would have to yeah pay, pay the going rate for him or whatever but you'd also have to pay him more wages a bigger signing fee putting clauses and stuff like that because he would be afraid of, of playing yeah. for, for Newcastle United. Well, he's even under. said we offered more money than Dortmund did for him. And of course but. he's going to choose Dortmund. But it, so I still, with, with regards to Carr, I would say that the reason that we went for Tovan is because Tovan's been on our radar for a while. And because he, was, he had such a bad season, his stock fell so sharply that we were able to get him uh, in, in quote-unquote as a bargain. And that's what previously, and I don't know if that's what the, the case is going to be moving forward, but certainly mm. previously that, that, that was our you know, modus operandi. It was, we'll, we, we're not going to buy the player that we need. We're going to buy the, the, the player who's on our shopping list that's the best deal at the minute, which is why we got... Kabai, which was brilliant at the time, but when we actually needed Kabai, which is the beginning yeah. of this season, he was we nine million quid, and we didn't go for him. Which well, is, you get the feeling as well, Benitez isn't going to stand for this is all we could get, or mm. even though you wanted a left back, here's another mid, here's Henri Saive. Yeah, I mean, you've got to bear in mind that uh, like Benitez hasn't got a great track record in the transfer dealing window. He has. He has bought some absolute things like Aquilani for for eighteen million, and he's bought like Hosami for for two million. Um, but he's, he's bought- going to have more power in the boardroom than any manager we've had. Yes, I would say. And I think that's so he will at thing. least be able to say, "This is the position we need to fill." I don't care if you can get a French left winger for less than he should be available for. Yeah, that doesn't help me. Yeah. I think it's it's a very exciting appointment, Benitez. It is. It's it's been very hard to wipe the smile off my face. (laughs) One thing that wiped it off marginally, which we should probably get into, is the Leicester game. Yeah, I mean... (sighs) One nil to Leicester, for anyone who's not seen it. I take it you saw the game. Yeah, yeah, I was watching it live and um, through... I don't know. By the medium of Sky. Yeah, because I I pay for it, because I'm a, you know, I don't know. Hey. Soccer. We um, all do stuff for Sky. We don't want to. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because before Benitez's appointment, if you'd said to the, if you'd asked the fans, "Oh, what do you reckon 
Leicester away from home. You've got like two sections of the fan. Half of the fans would be, "Was well, Leicester? We're Newcastle. We should be going there looking to get a result." And then yeah. the other set of fans are going, "They've not watched any football this yeah. season." The other set of fans are going, "That's that's table topping Leicester, who've comfortably beaten better sides than us yeah. throughout the season, who've um, comfortably comfortably beaten us at you know at St James's, who who are legitimately." Odds on for the fucking title. They're they're, they're mm. a good footballing side, and there, there are some key performers in there that are the difference. I mean, you remember when we finished fifth? Chiote looked like an absolute world beater in his position. Kante's looking the same it, now. Exactly. Like uh, I would say, with Golo Kante, is it yeah. He was on. If you put him beside. The, the version that we put out on the pitch, which was Vernon Anita, Kante was everywhere on the pitch for 90 minutes. Uh, he was... The passes that he made were... I, I've got a bugbear about our side at the minute, which is we, we seem to pass at the player at pace instead of yeah. to the player. There's a lot of panicky passing, yeah. which I think Benitez has identified as well, and it's something that needs to change, especially in the middle. The yeah, you noticed it more when we went a goal down. There was a sort of five-minute period where suddenly we were just pinging it at players. Yeah, That's a, lot something... of, a lot of first-time, a lot of first-time balls from uh, Shelby, which he needn't launch a five mm. uh, a first-time ball. And Colback at left back was very guilty of it throughout yeah. the game of just just hoofing it out. Where actually just 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 realise you've got a minute, take a touch. I know that Leicester press all game. And Okazaki worked his bollocks off all game. That's fine, but when you do have time, and there were plenty of uh, t- you know talkers on the pitch, like Taylor was talking, Lassell was talking, Colback, Shelby, everybody was talking to each other, which is great, and I want to see more of. They should have been telling them just just take a touch, just yeah. take a touch, take a. Well, breath. I think in the build up to the game, there mm. was, Benitez has only had forty eight hours yeah. with the players for training. And we were looking really for an improvement on the Bournemouth game. I think we got that in spades. I thought the first twenty minutes we looked decent. We had mm. good chances. It was we looked low on confidence, but yeah. we looked organised for once. It took Leicester's only shot on target to score, and I, it was. The, you can point fingers of blame at Colback, maybe, but I, again, it's it's a very good goal from the most. Well, from the best team in the league, they're in form. There's nowhere statistically harder to go than Leicester no. this season. And There's no shame in the performance we put in. And it's a set piece where set pieces can undo anybody because all it takes is a, an unexpected bobble or an unexpected deflection or whatever. So mm. when the ball initially comes in, I think it's Lassell that clears it. And it's not a great... clear. No, sorry, it's Mitrovic. And it's not a great clearance. It, it barely gets out of the box. I think might not even do that. But when it comes back in, what Stephen Taylor does is, is what Stephen Taylor always does, which is there's a ball coming into the box. I have to get something on it. Yeah. He doesn't consider that actually it might be better if I just left that to drop because the guy behind me could clear it or the keeper's close enough that he can claim it or whatever. I'm just going to get something on it, which like eight times out of ten works in your favour because it's, yeah. it's, it's somebody working his arse off for the side, which is fine. But this time, because he nods it on in the current um, uh, like iteration of the rules, the offside rule, it, 
it suddenly means Vardy's onside. Yeah. And if the ball had gone straight to Vardy, he's offside, the, the goal shouldn't count. But I think as well, if the ball's coming towards you in the box and you're a centre-back, you think you can get something on it. You have to. I think some of the, like, the best centre-halves are, are comfortable and sufficiently aware of their surroundings that they can... Like, you'd see... Um, like Nesta or, or Maldini. And I know Stephen Taylor's well, nowhere near that. Stephen Taylor the is one. the same level. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what they do is they, they'd know where they are and they would just let a ball go run through to Buffon. And it would just... Uh, in the Italy side. But it would yeah, just, yeah, but uh, I, think, I think with Leicester, the amount of pressing they do, and they've got some big guy. They've got Hooth and Morgan. I think you're not going to mess around in the box. Yeah. I, I just think it was a very good goal that was... Fortunate, yeah. I think we deserved a draw. If I'm honest, I think yeah, we yeah absolutely. Good. I mean, we. Are, but the reassuring thing was we looked set up defensively. We looked well drilled, mm. and our fullbacks weren't bombing forward at every opportunity. We looked so vulnerable to the counter attack in every game and, because yeah. Jan Matt seems to get frustrated and decides I have to go up and play essentially as a striker. Mm. We looked more disciplined, and that's only, that's after 48 hours of Benitez. That's only going to get better. Yeah, I think also you look at, um, it was interesting that Sissoko was trying to get into the box more, which is mm. something that Benitez has told him to do. I wish he hadn't got in when Mitrovic oh, had the ball played. Fuck. I have never seen a player foul his own teammate in the box. Like, that would have been a, a good case for a penalty. Had, had, he, had, it not had been, he been yeah. a Leicester player? Yeah, I think um, what, what, what's frustrating is the, the, the only two opportunities that Mitrovic really had like the first, the first one, he gets tackled by Sissoko as he mm. as Vinaldum puts him through, which was, to be honest, the only good thing that Vinaldum did. I don't, I don't think he had a good game. He didn't. Nobody had a great game. I don't think anyone had a, a terrible game. I would say everybody was pretty much six I out of ten. Jan, Jan Mad had a stinker, but mm. anyway, um, he made a good block as well. He, the the second time he like Mitrovic is in the box and the ball comes to him. It's it's fired at him like I was saying before. It yeah. was a pass at him, and he couldn't like he, he. It was too quick for him to snap off a volley. Like he wasn't going to be able to do that. And yeah. it, there were too many people around him for him to try and control it close to himself. So what he did is he laid it off to your man, CMD Ong. Oh, it was great to see him come on, <laughs> and it didn't work out. And like I'm not going to have a go at CMD Ong. Don't think, you dare! I think it's, don't you dare! Dave. It's just match sharpness. He wasn't. Well, this is the he thing about you it. were saying to me before in the pub that uh, CM Dion has since said he wasn't injured. The McLaren yeah. was just leaving him out. What's what's that all about, Dave? Well, this is it. It seems to be that he was he he was being reported to the press as being injured by McLaren when he wasn't, mm. and normally, like. If if a if a manager's saying oh he's not fit he's not he's not ready to play or something like that it says that the manager just doesn't fancy De Jong he just doesn't rate him mm. and and it's easier to deflect a question by saying he, the guy's injured yeah. rather than saying he's just not good enough and I know you'd love him to be the saviour of the oh, season I would. and I know that he did okay against. It's irrational. I had this with John Dahl Thomason for years. Yeah. And it's, I can tell it's not going to happen, but let me, have my, let me have my dream. No, there's, there's a guy I know who still swears blind, our best, best 
like chances to uh, to be playing Marvo, and he still thinks that we've after we've one it. good game after, against Norwich oh my God. three seasons and, ago, and we should we should have been we should never have let Shane Ferguson go. And and he's he's never picked out a player. He's like you know some people. But you're allowed go, to visit this guy when they have open days. Yeah, yeah. Hospital, aren't they? He, he yeah. is a mental. He he just you know you know there are some some players where you go oh there's a player in there like yeah I I, I happily admit that when we signed Carl Court I was like you know what like he just needs a little bit more time yeah and I'm happy to admit I've got that wrong. I've also mm. said when I first saw him. There's something about Perez. He's not just a one for the future. He's got something now. I think so. I think. Yeah, that brush, seems. Brush the shoulder. And we could have had a penalty. It Definitely looked... should have. Like it, it's what I think. Um, I think Colback said it in the post-match interview. He said that these are the type of things that you just don't get. Like so, on another day. But Colback was all. I didn't like Colback's interview after the game. He was. Was it the spot on his cheek? Because I couldn't. He just seemed to be else. absolving himself and the team of any blame. Like, I didn't foul Mares. He just went down too easy. It's like you—you sh- you didn't need to go in there. He seems very rash and hot-headed. Yeah, but he—it's interesting that he's been chosen to to face the media instead of like John Joe Shelby, maybe because John Joe Shelby was captain again. And it might just be who was there. We don't know why. Well, Stephen Taylor. Stephen Taylor's not afraid of getting in front of the camera. Yeah. So it was it was an interesting callback. But anyway, um, I can't remember what I was talking about. So oh yeah, yeah the, the the opportunity. The penalty. Yeah. So um, Wes Morgan definitely sticks his elbow out. It's definitely a penalty. On another day with another ref. We I think he did it cleverly enough where it looked like his hand was by his side, sure. which I think made it difficult for the referee. Absolutely. No, no, neither of these are, are easy calls for the ref. And the, the Vardy incident, on another day, the linesman, as soon as that ball comes back in, sees Vardy in an offside position, sticks his flag up. and so Yeah, but it, it, it's he wasn't offside, day. so we shouldn't be... Well, <laughs> by the laws of the game, he wasn't offside, so yeah. we, can't, we can't complain that we didn't get a wrong decision. No, but we can. Like my my point was that we lost to the the league leaders, and we only had two shots on target, and both of them were fairly comfortable saves. We for, did have thirteen shots as well. Yeah, but and we we made some decent chances. The one where Sissoko played what was a fairly terrible ball through the middle when we actually had about four players in the box. Yeah, he tried to find Townsend, and actually yeah. came back to Yanmat. Was it Yanmat? Yeah. Well, but I'm, that at least I can't remember the last time we had a game where we actually counterattacked in numbers where we didn't look like we half the team had gone mad and mm. sprinted upfield. Yeah. I think there were definitely positive signs. We should probably move on from the Leicester game a little, but I there was a bit of a Twitter meltdown afterwards where oh, people Jesus. seemed to think we're doomed and going down. Nobody thought we'd get anything at Leicester. No. They it's... are the best team in the league. We're away to them. We lost 1-0. We could have drawn easily. Maybe should have drawn. I think it's a positive. Yeah, definitely. And, and anybody who's looking at this Newcastle side and expecting it to be Rafa Benitez's Newcastle is an idiot. Yeah. It's, too, it's far too early. He's had 48 hours training. He's not Jack Bauer. There's only so much he can do in 48 hours. It's, he, only took, he only took the job 72 hours before the kickoff. He, it's far too early to, to, to make any kind of like 
Like, he, yes, he can make, like, visible changes, and he did, and it was good. We were more compact, more disciplined. Um, people seem to know their roles a little bit better. Yeah. And I think when we get a bit more confidence into the side, and I think it was interesting, he said that he wanted to sit down and have lunches with Alan Shearer, and part of me prays that it's to... Because he's already got um, Mitrovic and Perez and Cisse and Dumbia... Uh, they're increasing their like um, shooting practice. Yeah. Shooting. This is the one thing like. I wanted to say about the Leicester game. A lot of people were giving Mitrovic stick. I know. I thought he had a really good game. He, he held the ball up well, and you have to consider the two centre backs he was up against. There's not really a more imposing pairing in the league than Huth no. and oh, Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, and he like he held his own. Yeah, I thought I- he played. Pretty well, manfully, and and at times he was isolated, and at times he looked a, yeah. a bit frustrated, and because he was so isolated. And one thing that I noticed is that when when Vardy or um, later on uh, or Okazaki or later on like uh, uh, Ujoa, when they were flicking on the ball, they always had runners gambling in behind them. Yeah, and we didn't. We had when Alden did a little, but not much. Not not great. No. Um, I just, I think we'll be all right. I, th- I think. Well, let's look ahead to the next game because the pressure's off now. We've got a nice, easy <laughs> next game. I can't imagine there'll be much hype around it. It's, it's a kind of restful one. Sunday afternoon, one o'clock, Sunderland at home. I hate the derby. Yeah, I. As soon as the full time whistle went last night, we're recording this on Tuesday. I just felt slightly sick mm. about the derby. It's a horrible game, and we just underperform but at least this time we've done Sunderland's usual trick of appointing a new manager whose second game is going to be the derby yeah ergo we should win (laughs) I wish I shared your optimism I think I honestly think that in the next two games we'll get four points well the next two games are Sunderland and then Norwich away to Norwich yeah Yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll we'll get two points um four points rather uh I don't think we're going to beat Sunderland because Sunderland are they're, they're more capable of scoring goals than we are because Defoe is a, yeah. he's a natural goal scorer. Although we may have a similar natural goal scorer in Cissé. There's talk he might be available. Yeah, that, that's and true. And you have to look, previous seasons, although he doesn't, he's not the best team player, Charlie Hunter would say he's a ghost. Mm. We've had that debate a few times. But he has got important goals for us that have kept us up yeah. in the last few seasons. And you would fancy him, especially with somebody with a bit more tactical acumen, to actually build a team around his finishing. Yeah. I think I, it's a, I, he might not play in the derby, but he'll be back for the run-in, I, you I, would hope. I wouldn't be surprised if he were on the bench ahead of Doombia, because I'm not writing the guy off. I'm not. But he's not really had a chance. He's not he? really had a chance, but... You would have figured that he'd get more of a chance if he'd shown more to the the coaches. I think a lot of it might come down to fitness because didn't we? He's been here for he's been here seven weeks. But we signed him from was it CSKA Moscow? Yeah, and he hadn't done any training there, so he wasn't match fit there. Uh, we we signed a player who was effectively in the state you come back from for pre season. Yeah, I, uh, which I don't know. shows I just, how I think it's just how badly organised we were in the yeah, market. It's a bit of a he's panic. Got, if you look at his record at every club, he's got goals in him. Well, I was having this argument. He before. looks ninety-five years old, yeah. which is a worry. He's got he's got goals in the Swiss league and he's got goals in the Russian league. He hasn't got goals in the Italian league. 
and he hasn't got goals in the, the Premier League. And I know he's only played like about 45 minutes in the Premier League, but he he, he, scored, he played like 13 minutes in the... Uh, 13 minutes, 13 games in the in Syria, and he didn't score. He scored once, I think. It's not a great return. Like I'm not. Yeah. I, I swear to God, I'm not writing him off. He Sounds might a lot like you're writing him off. I, it might be, but just because he looks like Bill Cosby, who we now all immediately. Hate. <laughs> well, we should sell him to to Sunderland. <laughs> well, well, that's God. Anyway, that's going to make the derby even more toxic. I think, isn't it? I. I think that we've got uh, man for man. We've got a better side set, maybe up front. I think Defoe's a, a very good. What changes finisher. would you make to the lineup based on who may or may not be available? Well, apparently we're going to have um, Cisse, Colaccini, Mbabu, and Bemba, and Tiote are all potentially fit. If that, let's assume the case, for this conversation they're all available. If they're all available, I would put. Uh, I would probably have Jan Matt. Umbemba, fuck Taylor or maybe Lassell. maybe Taylor or, or Colaccini. Mm, I then, think Umbemba Colaccini if they're both available. And then Mbabu at left back, and I'd stick with I'd stick with Shelby, but I'd probably I don't know whether to put like Cole back because obviously he's going to understand the derby and all the rest of it, or to pull on Tiote, who's a much better like defensive midfielder, yeah. and who you don't really need to G him up for anything. He, he tends to be fairly... Colbeck, I would argue, has done nothing for a very long time. Yeah, that's Tiote has looked decent. I couldn't tell you what Colbeck really does. Even though, statistically, he had a pretty good game, I'd drop Sissoko, and I'd start Townsend. And then I'd put um, Perez on the other wing, Vinaldum in the centre, Mitrovic up top. Yeah, and not Cisse if he's available. I'd use him as an impact sub because I think I think Mitrovic seems to look at his best for us as an impact sub. Mm, yeah, that, that's fair. But then I don't because what you want from if I were expecting to use an impact sub, I'd want the the, the guy who started to wear down and bully. The, the opposition defenders and then be because if you start with Cissé he doesn't really run about that much he, like his runs aren't but great but as a finisher though you have to yeah, he's, I he's, imagine we will create the odd chance at home you have to think you're going to create the odd chance and Mitrovic doesn't have the clinical element at the moment he's not got the confidence to be putting those away whereas Cissé does I think the derby especially the longer it's nil-nil or if Sunderland take a lead the more nervy it becomes, but then I, I would, think you need the best finisher on. But I would, I would say that the if we if we start with Mitrovic, we we play a more expansive game and and the ball sticks up front a little bit better, and we can we can bring in other players. If if it's nil nil going into the final half an hour, bring on Cisse, maybe drop. Perez, if he's not doing great, or maybe drop Vinaldo more. You know, you drop yeah, one of them, yeah. and then you play two up front with Mitrovic and Cisse, and you can start hitting the longer balls. And then there will be more chances created towards the end when people are more tired, more mistakes are yeah. being made, and stuff like that. And if they're falling to somebody who's a more natural finisher, all the better. Yeah, but if I you see start Cisse. Cissé's not going to really impact the game. I think there's merits much. to both, but just yeah. while we're on the subject of substitutions, that was the nicest thing to see, or one of the nicest things to see in the Leicester game. McLaren made substitutions 
with a there was a plan B, and he didn't wait until sort of 75, 80 minutes. You said McLaren. Oh, McLaren, fucking Benitez. <laughs> Sorry, Rafa. That's okay. Like with the Townsend substitution, you could tell he had an idea for how to change the game. It yeah. made a bit of a difference. Well, I have to, I have to admit, there were a couple of times where he made us, he made the substitution, and I, I tweeted, I was like, huh, what, like, huh. Yeah, what and is what is this? Yeah. Well, because he, he, he took off Anita for Vinaldum, uh, for yeah, he took off. They put Vinaldum in the middle. And put Vinaldum in the middle, and I was like, I, I don't really understand that because they operate in completely different. But actually, it really worked, and we, yeah. we looked quite dangerous. And then later on, he took off. Um, can't remember. He took off. Some, it was Colback, I think. Shelby came off towards the end, but that might have been for Dumbia. Yeah, and, it, and again, it was, oh yeah, that was it, Shelby for, for Dumbia, and then he switched Sissoko in at the centre, and again it was like, I don't really understand that, but it seemed to yeah. be all right, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I think Benitez is, an, is a much better coach, uh, manager, and tactician. Yeah. And I'm looking That's the thing, he seems good at game management mm. in that way. <laughs> yeah, you get Football buzzwords. I, I honestly think that uh, we need, from from the next nine games, I think we need 12 points to be safe. Well, this is the thing. We're on 24 points now. Yeah. We've got a game in hand over Norwich, but we're on the same as Sunderland. Really, the next two games, which are Sunderland and Norwich, if we win both of those, and that's a Oh, yeah. massive if I'm not saying we expect to but if we win both of those suddenly we're on 30 points with daylight between them, us and them yeah and don't overestimate the the, the um, sorry don't underestimate the uh, the impact that losing the derby can have on a morale on the morale of a team yeah then we've also got in my opinion I think we've got an easier run in than than the others we've we've got like well should I do Sunderland's next four games yeah us away West uh, Brom at home it's tough like West West Brom like I don't know this point of the season West Brom with nothing to play I think if you had yeah, to but pick Pulis but if you had to pick your next fixtures West Brom away would well, West Brom at home it would be on your top five maybe maybe I mean I, I understand where you're coming from but it's it's Pulis. Yeah, but it's Allardyce to, yeah. to counter that. Well, this is my thing. So but then I they've got say... Leicester at home, which is definitely tough, and then they've got Norwich away. Norwich away is... For... So I think I said it in the last podcast where Norwich have got the benefit of, of hosting two relegation six-pointers. Yeah. But Norwich aren't great. Well, they did just draw away. with Man City yeah. at Carrow Road. Um, so they can... They're not... It's not like Villa. They're not the whipping boys. They can turn it on. It's not going to be an easy relegation battle to but get they, out of. They can turn it on against Man City, but can they turn it on against... Who, who've they got next? Can they, can they turn Norwich it against... Norwich got West, West Brom. West Brom, sorry. Yeah, then us. Then Crystal Palace away. Then Sunderland at home. But six pointers... Apart from West Brom, six pointers all? Yeah, but I could see anyone beating Crystal Palace at the moment. Yeah. I mean, Crystal Palace are only on 33 points. And I know that's, you know, nine points clear of us. But I think if you're a Norwich fan, you look at those four fixtures. They've got Leicester next, West Ham, and then it's Norwich. And then it's... Arsenal. Arsenal. So from from those four games, um, Crystal Palace could well finish those four games. They could have three points. (coughs) They could be really in the mire. They could, 
but it still feels at the moment like it is between us, Norwich, and Sunderland. Yeah, and so, uh, to be, and also you got to say for 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 balance, Swansea aren't out of it yet because they're also on thirty three. But I just yeah, they just seem clear. Their next game is Aston Villa at home. Yeah, you have to if, assume if, they'll be on thirty six. If they if they get to thirty six, then um, they'll have seven games, in which like forty will easily be enough this season. I think. Seven. Forty, yeah, forty yeah. would be more than enough. But then thirty-six could well be enough. If they beat Villa, they could be pretty much safe. Over the past 20, uh, 20 seasons, thirty-six has been enough to stay up on average. Yeah. Um, I think. So, I if we get down to percentages, yes, we probably should. Last pod, I think I was seventy seventy percent sure that we were going down. Yeah, I think. Because has of the, the Raffa effect? Yeah, uh, the Raffolution. Nice, thanks. Um, I I would say that because of that, I'm a lot more confident that we'll stay up. So I'm at fifty fifty. I think I'm the same. Like, I, I, and I know that sounds reactionary, but bear in mind we just lost our last game. Mm. This isn't me. Like, if we scraped the draw all the way to Leicester and we'd still have McLaren in charge, I'd still be sixty five percent sure we're going down. Yeah, because we have McLaren in charge under Rafa. I expect us to be able to pick up. I mean, there are we've got nine nine games left, so that's twenty seven points available to us. That's right, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah, good maths. Thanks. Um, twenty seven points available to us. We've we face five out of the bottom six. We've got away but towards our, the end of the season. You almost don't want to be facing the bottom six. You want to be facing the ones in the I, middle who are on holiday already. I understand that, but then similarly, you want, to be, you want to be denying the teams around you points yeah, and winning points, and the easiest teams to beat should be the ones at the bottom of the table. Well, this, this does make our next two games huge. Yeah. I, if, if we come out of those two games with one point, we're going down. Yeah. If we come out of the, those two games with four or six, I'd be well, if very we come out confident. with two points of those two games, then we're all still in the same area. Yeah, they're, so they're basically a wash. And 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 I know it's against Man City, but we still have a game in hand. Yeah. Now that game has now been announced. The date of the Man City game. We were talking about it before. Can you remember the date? Nineteenth. Nineteenth. You have written it down. Sorry, I'm looking at Dave's notes. Here it is. So it's on the 19th of April, mm-hmm. which comes after Man City play Chelsea away. But before that as well, they've got their, assuming they make it through to the quarterfinal or semifinal, is it, of the Champions League. Yeah. They've got that in midweek before there. So and we'll then a game the-, the weekend before. So we'll be their fourth game in 10 days. And they face Stoke after us. So although you immediately think Man City game in hand it's not really a game in hand it's at St James's Norwich have just taken points off them we'll be a, and they we'll will be, be an knackered. entirely different beast under yeah. Rafa and even if we take a point from our game in hand that that pulls us level with Norwich yeah and Sunderland so the reason for optimism as well is we've got a manager we've got <laughs> a decent football manager we've got someone who can get the best out of players and who can set us up for the teams we're facing. And we've got a big gap between the Sunderland and Norwich game. I think it's an international break. So I kind of, I do think, I don't know if we will do I think we easily can do it. Mm. I think we, to be honest, to be fair, 
to Ashley, I think installing Rafa Benitez has given us pretty much the best chance of staying up that he could. Because if you look at the unemployed managers available, yeah, it's like Jose Mourinho, Rafa Benitez, and then you're talking about Brendan Rodgers, Pearson, David and Moyes. Moyes and all yeah. the rest of it. I would say that of, of the available managers, Rafa Benitez is the second best. How the fuck did we do that? He's won the Champions League. Let's yeah. not forget, he's won yeah. a lot in his time. He, like, that man is a born winner. This, the annoying thing for me is that we've finally somehow made an incredible managerial appointment, but he will go if we go down. Yeah. Well, he should have been it's, brought in after the Chelsea game, have 18 days to prepare us, then he faces Bournemouth, Stoke, Leicester... Sunderland, and I guarantee that even like 18 days to prepare us for Bournemouth and Stoke, we'd have four points, we'd be four points better off, which would mean yeah. that we were on 28 points, three points clear of Norwich and Sunderland. Going into the derby, six points sinks them, saves us. There's a catch 22, though. Like, we would only appoint somebody that's that ambitious an appointment when we're really panicking. Yeah. So we wouldn't have appointed him after the Chelsea game. Which it's is sort of we have to so be annoying. so far in the mire to show ambition. <laughs> but it's going to be so annoying if we start to see a change in the team and we just miss out and go down. And you Goal see, it's like seeing what you like could that. have yeah, won, yeah. and it's it's going to be heartbreaking because I can't see him sticking around for the championship. Agree to disagree. Well, uh, <laughs> He's not. He's not going to stick around. For Dep- honestly, it depends what, how we go into these final nine games. If he sees that there is a genuine chance that we will both walk the championship, which I think we would do under Benitez because he's just too good a manager. Depending on the players and all the rest, he's of not going to manage in the championship. Well, that, 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 he's not going to manage in the championship. But he's got to rebuild his uh, reputation. Not in the championship, and he's, his reputation will be tarnished by relegation, and it won't be improved. His rel- no, if he takes like us down, I don't think it will do any damage to his reputation because we were seen as already down. It's win-win for him. I, yeah, I think that's I why the clause that. is that. there. No, I get that, but I also think that with the right, what you have to do, Dave, is the thing that a lot of football fans do is just look at what you're saying and replace the word "think" for "hope," <laughs> and then you realise that's what you're actually saying. Well, we'll see. We, we yeah we will. He's not going to manage in the championship. Do we have anything else to talk about? Um, I think, think Mike Ashley is going to have to. He may be forced to CMPs. It's all Sports Direct stuff. It's too boring to talk about. We've got Rafa Benitez. Let's enjoy. <laughs> Come on, guys. I think that's everything, really, isn't it? Um, I want to say thanks to everybody that got in touch on oh, Twitter. Oh yes, we um, we had a. a, a good response even though I sent out the message at I don't know like 8 o'clock in the morning or something like that um, it's nice to know we're not just shouting into an echo <laughs> chamber into the, into the fucking void yeah um, Steph NUFC says that it was much better than she expected but still a long way to go play the other five in the bottom six who aren't as organised as Leicester so hopefully we'll benefit from a defensive error or something to win those games but the lack of goals is a worry uh, Bedford Mag says uh, he thinks we seem toothless because we can't score like a dog with no teeth look dangerous but you know it can't bite you uh, Mitrovic is a good hold up player but a dog shit uh, finisher a dog can still gum you though it does a brutal gumming hurt. yeah um, we might have Hall. to gum our way out of the relegation battle <laughs> I'd be okay with that Mal Hall said that he thought we looked fantastic 
Uh, we had fight. That's and, a stretch. Uh, I thought, yeah. Fight and structure a lot more positive for the remainder of the season. Uh, the flock advisor, or rough. Ross, Ross, sorry. Uh, looks like some changes were made, but still some kinks. Lots of great chances, but no finish. Don't know if there were loads of great chances, but I, I see where he's coming from. We made good opportunities. I think he's got a point there. Um, he said, uh, Phil Huntsman says that he was pleased with the performance, if not the result. It's important to remember Leicester top, and they smashed uh, Man City. Bearing that in mind, Sunderland at home is going to be the real indication as to the difference that Rafa has made. Yeah, agree with that. Yeah. And then Gary Spencer said that he thought that the opening plan looked good, holding a solid formation, then closing down the, the Leicester City fullbacks when they had the ball. Yeah, just agree with all of that, to be honest. And then uh, finally, Toon Army Syracuse uh, says that more fight was shown, one at Leicester City's okay, lack of finish is still present, uh, need PTS. I don't... Uh, points. I'm guessing it means points. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> I'd be. Ner- uh, he says that he's nervous for my uh, my lady, uh, my uh, my fiance. Uh, hey. if, uh, uh, he'd be nervous for my uh, my fiance if uh, Sunderland, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace go down because it would be rip off, reattach, rip off, reattach. Rip yeah, off. yeah. I would be. There is still a world in which Sunderland, Crystal Palace go down. There is a world in which Sunderland and Alan Pardew get relegated this season. That's a world I want to live in. <laughs> But on until, that until the Sunderland game, I think there's going to be some pretty loose stools between now and Sunday. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Cope as well as you can, and we'll be here to either celebrate with you or cry. Yeah. Come next Fergus week. Fergus should be back, so he'll yeah. bring back some reactionary assholeness, and that'll be <laughs> that'll be a delight. So yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. For all our other football titles, go to playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.